0: think if people have a regular day job, if you could just find some one thing that you do as a passion project and just keep building on it, just keep at, keep watering it, keep adding fertilizer, keep giving it attention, keep giving it focus, and you can escape, you can escape and you can be self-serving, you could be okay, you're going to be okay. I'm Jerome, I'm a youth mentor, entrepreneur, and I'm here to bring you my life, and bring bringing you my world, and if you take 20% of what I say, with a lot of jewels and a lot of gems dropped you definitely make some change in your life. So yeah, man, I'm back with this podcast. I'm happy Like, I had a really good, productive week, a really good, great day, actually. And I feel like I'm actually moving in the direction that I want to go in and plan in. And, you know, my head is just real focused on what I'm doing. And um, (coughs) yeah, like I said before, man, like a lot of people online are like Americans, you know, inspiring us and all this stuff. We've got not a lot of English people coming out, motivating, inspiring people. So. Hopefully I can be the pioneer of that, like, who knows, but... <coughs> yeah, I'm just here just to show you, man, like, this is it, this is work, this is what I'm doing, this is my plans, these are my goals, so... Yeah, like, I think I'm going to talk about, like, like business success, because we're in a different day and age, and what I mean by that is, if you had a business 20 or 10 years ago, the model was different. I feel like no one really had a lot of innovation, because there wasn't the internet, so, for instance... The funnel was, create a business plan, go to the bank, get a bank loan, and then they go and give you money. Um, and then you go ahead and just start your business and stuff. So it's very, really, very difficult, I feel. And obviously most people, you had to have a shop. You know, it was about having a shop or a stool or something that was actually physical. So the whole, I'm gonna talk about it in a minute, the whole like online buying and selling and online, you know, that wasn't even a thing, you know. So now we've, fast forward now, People can literally scale their business and make more money in a short space of time because the internet is worldwide the internet is easy efficient the internet is literally at the palm of our hands, so literally the world is is yours man I feel that like for me um what made me think about this today was like okay, business success comes from an idea and then you grow the business, and it all depends on what you feel you need to do, is it it having a shop, is it having a team, is it, you know, it depends on what you want to do, and for me, I'll be honest, I want a business that runs and I'm sitting on the beach somewhere and I'm still getting money, that's what I'm on, that's what I feel, you know, the real business success is, and I even put a WhatsApp post up today, um, and I'll read it just for a bit of inspiration, so it says that first you spend your time to save money then you spend your money to save time and what i feel that is is like everybody starts with a job everybody's gonna start trading their time for money i don't think there's nothing wrong with that but don't feel like that's the be all end all and save your money spend less than you earn be as super super frugal as as quickly as coming in you gotta keep that money you know so that's what i'm saying it's like using that time to make the money, but don't blow the money, like grow the money, invest, you know, and um, that's really where, if you want to be rich, really, it's about investing your money um, and learning how to invest and making your business grow. Your business, some people's business becomes a liability because you get fees and charges and, you know, you have to file your taxes and if you don't do it a certain day, you get fined and, you know, it's a lot of expenses to run a business. Sometimes you have to invest first for months before... You know, if I was to kind of count how much money I invested in my studio, then how much I made, the ratio is crazy. So, even my barber, man, shout out my barber. He's like the youngest guy to ever cut my hair, but he's super ambitious. He's got so much potential, and he really invested in his, in his, his equipment. He's investing in the market. He's investing in all of this stuff. And, and and some that's what I'm saying. That sometimes you have to have like more of like a growth, long term mindset. Because um, I feel like that's one of the things I'm going to go into as well. is like. You you gotta be a millionaire in your mind before it's physically there. And a lot of people might say, Oh well, you shouldn't ever tell people this and you haven't got this yet. But if you, in your mind, sometimes you you got it before you even have it. Do you know what I mean? You have to you know what I mean you have to believe it. You have to speak it into existence. You know, and I'd be consistent with that. And I feel like you just need to believe belief is one of the things that I feel like a lot of successful people they have <clears throat> before they had what they had. Because it's just that confidence that, yeah, you know what? I believe results come over time and if you're consistent, yes, you You haven't got it today, you haven't got it in six months, but 100% it's going to come at one day and that's you should never lose that belief. That's the biggest thing. It's like, success is, is possible. We can all do what we need to do. It's just people just give up. There's an old line that someone told me is that there's no such thing as a, a failure, failure business. People just walk away from their business when they go through a hard times. So, yeah, man, I felt the biggest thing is scalability, man, and... You know, this podcast is about the book drops, you know, and and for me, it's about systems that can make your business run like a machine, like I said, and then you could take 20% of the business, which just to say it grosses over a million, 20% of a million, passive income, if you get expenses paid from business that you've created, amazing. And that is not easy, but there's things out there that can help you. So one of the books I'm going to drop is called Life Leverage by Rob Moore. How to get more done in less time outsource everything and create a mobile lifestyle you don't want to be a slave to your business this is one of the first things I ever learned my first business 26 and I connected with this guy who had a business <coughs> for eight years and he was showing me the game he was telling me like listen when you go out there you don't need to be spending money spending time answering the phone and then getting no clients that can just you can just be become a receptionist of your business and you've got no money you gotta learn how to market you gotta learn how to sell it's very, very difficult. And um, that was the biggest thing because I had a studio that <coughs> not a lot of um, studio people, why they, why they failed was because they thought that being the best engineer or being the best producer or being the talented would bring the most clients in. And that's not the case. The people that, the studios that make the most money are the ones that are business minded. The people that know business, people that know how to market, know how to sell, know about having a niche, knowing about having a unique selling point, all of these things. It's what I learned and I didn't Well, I knew it but I didn't know it to that depth so that was the the groundwork of where I kind of came in um at when I started and I knew that it's true because think about it like <coughs> when you have a job you work 4 hours a week right but when you have a business you kind of work triple the times of that because you're doing work of a, of a, of a, of a team and a and a on a, a corporation and you by yourself that ain't easy so Sometimes you become a slave to your business because you're, you created it, you want it to succeed, and you're putting your blood, sweat, and tears on it, and it become yeah, literally like I would definitely say that D two I man like that's what I revived it back because it would never die. But D two I Studios was literally on my back, you know. So I would spend days there, I would spend nights there, I would spend Christmases in a row, and it was just like super commitment, right? <laughs> and um, but what I realized really in that in that moment is like. Where's the end goal to this? Yes, we gotta work hard, but we gotta work smart too. You know, I don't want no one to say, "Oh yeah, work, work smart, not hard." Nah, bro, we have gotta work hard. Don't turn on it. But there's a part where you can say, "Okay, we've worked hard." Now there's always the ceiling. There's always the ceiling. So for me, I was like, "What are the what are the systems? What are the what's the funnel to get money? What's the funnel to get to?" You know. So I started, to, and obviously speaking to this guy, he helped me out a lot. I would never say that I figured this out on my own, but. <clears throat> he was telling me like obviously you answer the calls, doing all this. And then obviously you can't answer the phone when you're when you're phone to a client, it's unprofessional and then So he was telling me, man, just if you have to pay money to save time, that's what rich people do. They pay money to save time. Right? Really rich people don't really cook, don't really clean their house. You know, these people are gonna invest their money in making money rather than doing errands and all of this stuff as well. So yeah, if you systemize your business, you could literally if you systemize it well, you could do other things like investing in your brand, that's so important. Investing, obviously a marketing strategy is to bring in the clients and you're gonna work more on your business than in your business. That's such a big thing that people can easily just be folded in and it's very difficult. But like I said, the scalability in it helps a lot. So for me, i got a virtual receptionist that answers my calls, takes uh, messages, And diverts people to the website where they can get all the information and book (coughs) we book online we do online bookings um so that deals with the scheduling and that deals with also the payments right um so now my time isn't spent just dealing with that right and then when they come to the studio the only thing i focus on is making this song good We don't have to worry about the transaction at the end and don't have to worry about money all that's taken care of and i feel like the biggest difference today is systems, man. I feel like big up a guy called Darren, man. I went to this event ages ago and he has a barbershop at the back of a van and that is scaling. That's scaling more in the last five years than a barbershop ever could. Yes. <coughs> I'll talk to Franklin, man, up in um, Ealing, West London. F for fade, you know. If he, he, he has to scale that at some point because the overheads are crazy and it's always bound to a location. And the good thing about TrimIt is the future, it's innovation. You're rolling around the back of a van, you're giving it. Can, people want convenience? You're coming to wherever they are, and like that is a, when I heard the guy say that. I was like, this guy's a genius, like. And he's scaling it, man. He's going from London to Manchester, like he's. And again, when you solve people's problem, meaning like you're solving the customer's problem and you're solving the workers' problem. Great marriage for a great business. You're solving problems, man. Pro- business is solving problems. That's it. You find a problem. You find people, you know, um, in in a, find a market for something and, and, a, and, a, and the center of the market is a problem. You find a problem, you can make money. So <coughs> I'll definitely say that, you know, the old way of business is good. You can do it. It depends on what your margin is. But, the, you know, the internet has made things quicker, faster and cheaper. Um. And like I said, if you can systemize your business, you can work on things that matter like branding, like recruitment, you know, so much things that that take a lot of time that if you're starting out with a small team or just one or two people, you've only got 24 hours between all of you and you can only do so much. And um, (coughs) that's another thing about the internet, man. It's worldwide, man. Like you can literally be making money and running a business from clients from a whole different currency. (coughs) Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's like you can actually... Make money from somewhere else there's there's this I don't know if people have heard about this. there's something called e commerce right, and um oh, people should know about this already if you don't know the word you basically buying and selling online anything you bought on eBay, anything about of Amazon is e-commerce it's basically your online store where you buy stuff and it gets delivered to your house. This ain't going nowhere. this has been around for years. I feel like <clears throat> yeah, drones and other ways they're thing about robots dropping into people's houses and all this stuff and self-driving vans and all this, this, that ain't going nowhere. Especially now because COVID, a lot of people are doing food deliveries, are doing home deliveries. So that ain't going to go nowhere. That business is going to be amazing. So, that's what I'm saying. you got to think about the future. you got to think because my business is going to last 20 years, 10 years. There's always going to be a ceiling. <clears throat> so my thing is, like I said, if I want to have multiple businesses um, receiving multiple Percentages or whatever it is. But <clears throat> again, I could do that faster and quicker with the internet. So, and again, there's models out there that works. Uber is a great Uber and Deliveroo for me changed my whole concept of business. Uber and Deliveroo came to London around about 2014 15, right? Because before that, cabs were around. And again, technology innovations were changed the whole game. People were ordering pizzas. I was watching a documentary the other day about Pizza Hut, and Pizza Hut was one of the first. The food delivery services, that was just a thing. And then that took over, meaning that all the restaurants closed down and eventually it was just Pizza Hut delivery. That was just a thing. And then obviously other competitors came along the way, like Domino's and Papa John's and all this stuff, started do delivery and then I've seen it. I've seen restaurants, right, get delivery services. Right, it's changed, you know what I mean? It just changed a lot of stuff and... um Scalability, man, just, you know, again, through app, through convenience, on your phone, tap a few buttons, you've got food in your house. It's not even hard, it's like, that's what I'm saying. So, Deliveroo was around for a couple of years, instead of got an investment and progression of the app. And I saw the progress, I've seen how I work for Deliveroo, so I know in the time it was, it was doing well and it's still going well. And, um, you know, so I feel that part of um, food delivery, <laughs> You know, the guy that started delivery. you're probably looking and thinking like, how are you gonna make money off delivering pizzas? <laughs> they probably thought he was crazy, but with scalability, um, which is basically leveraging systems, you could actually just take 20% of the income um, and do, do half the work, you know? I think the biggest thing these apps have, and there's loads of apps like this, I'll put some of them out there, there's a staffing agency apps, which gets people work through an app, makes it more convenient, more easy. There was agency work before, Now it just makes it so much easier. People create profiles, people get jobs in their house. Convenience, so easy. Um, Who else is there? There's loads of stuff out there. There's even something called TaskRabbit. You know, there's all these kind of like, apps out there for people that wanna do handy work. They're just, you know, making things easier, quicker, faster, and cheaper. That's it, simple as that. People want convenience. And yes, you don't have to have an app. You can just have a website with a great system. You can have a website with a booking system, and a payment system and it will be automated automation is what I'm really trying to drive home really and I wanted to focus really this podcast about business and about scalability you know so for me even me with my mentoring I'm thinking okay how can I make this last 20 years how can I make this grow and there's there's an old um, thing I just saw in there called growth versus scalability and um, you know if you have online mentoring if I have local mentoring with schools and then if I have Mentoring that I do. Um, outreach, where people come. Meeting public locations. So, that's what I'm saying. It's about really thinking about where do you want your business to be in like 10 years. And that's what I think about. I think, okay, how can I make mine from now? And I've seen, I've, like I said, I've seen people do it. So, it's not impossible. Um, so, yeah, this is a new book. Um, I'm not going to drop, actually. And I haven't brought it yet. And I've just seen it. I and mean, it's so specific. It's called From Single... To scale how a single person, small business, or an entrepreneur can grow their business to profit. And profit is where you wanna be, by the way. It's like profit is so, so like a good place to be. Covering overheads is a must. You should never be struggling to make sure that you, you your business has a great turnover so you can cover your costs. Um, so, that book I'm gonna get, I've just seen it now The Lean Startup, I think I've already mentioned it. That's another one that's really good. Um, the E Myth, another book about systems um again get these books man trust me man these books are written for a reason they're there um and people have the knowledge and expertise and you don't gotta really go out there and try and figure it out for years these people actually fast forward it by giving you knowledge so definitely read the books it, never be ignorant to knowledge never ignore the facts. the facts are there it's there for you to apply and if you apply the knowledge like i said at the beginning of the podcast you definitely make some change when i say that's confidence isn't you know, there's not no immediate gratification. You might have to go hard for three, six months and see nothing, and then in the eighth month, you surprise yourself. So that's why it's good to do something you're passionate about. That's why it's good to do something that you love, do things that you that makes you happy, because then when you do it, you're going to put all that work and the effort in, because that's what you're trying to work towards. So definitely, please, man, Lean Start Up, The E-Myth, Life Leverage, and I'm going to drop one last book, uh, The 4-Hour Work Week. So that's a really good book, Tim Ferriss, and... You know that. Even when I heard that line, that book, I was thinking four hours. What does that mean? And nah, man, it's like literally, it's that. It's that you can scale your business. You don't have to work for forty hours a week. So <clears throat> that's what you got to think about, man. You really got to think about <clears throat> how you're going to create something um, and, and, and make it grow. Um, and yeah, man, I don't know what else to say, man. I've, I've had a great week. I'm going to plan plan ahead. I'm really, really focusing on, like I said, my finances, working on my physical, mental health as well. And um, yeah, man, I got a lot of stuff planned like on this topic as well. So in the next three months, man, I'm going to burn the boats. If no one knows what that means, that means literally cutting all ties and doing it like your life depends on it. And even if you've got to give up your flat, even if you've got to leave your secure job, I encourage everybody to take calculated risks and that's one of my that's probably the best um top 10 distinctions between a millionaire and middle class there's like 10 which i'm gonna line off and that's the one thing that i just hold with me for a long long time um because i genuinely believe man it's like if you work hard at anything you're gonna see results over time and there's a point where you have to just, Trust yourself 100%. And that comes from taking risks, man. Sometimes a crazy risk. But if you're in this situation where, let's just say, you gave it your flat, you're homeless. You, you know what I mean? I'm not going to give away my plans, but you're homeless. And now you're saying, wow, I have to make it. There's, there's no other way. Um, you know, you leave your job 40 hours. You're getting paid consistent money every month. Now you're in a risky situation where you don't know when your money that is. But sometimes when you're not in that situation, it's where you go harder because you're like, you have to do it. You know, against all odds, you know. So, I'm going to win off now the differences, the 10 distinctions between millionaire and middle class. So, number 10 is millionaires think long term and the middle class think short term. And that's what I'm saying. Like, even me talking about this 20-year thing, I'm saying, like, you can have a business for 20 years, 10 years, 5 years. You can scale. Even music, man. I'm going to go to music because I was reading um, Stormzy's book called Rise Up. So inspiring, man. This guy come out putting videos from 2014, 15, by, by 19 and 18, not even that, even less than that. He's killed it, man. Like he, I beg someone, like if you're into music, if you're into anything, this guy is an inspiration because he was young. He said, he even has a thing called Dreamers Disease on the mixtape and on the 168 when he was talking about like leaving his job and his mum was like, oh, he to let you down, but he was doing what made him happy. And then he had a full-time job when he won a MOBO. He won, he was on the cuff of success that's another thing as well. calculated means you get to a point where you know something could happen but it still might not but you're still at a position where it's not like you're caught at a loss so yeah man like that's, that's something you've got to think long term man because you can go far number nine millionaires talk about ideas the middle class talk about things and other people so I feel like conversations <laughs> plug in my book right now conversations matter. Uh, 2022 my book coming out but i generally think about ideas on a consistent basis I, i'm an ideas machine i'm always looking at this i'm looking at that i think how can this be better than this and that that's the only thing that marginalizes myself because i'm like i need my own my own machine where i am the driver you know so that's what entrepreneurship comes into it but the steps to it but talk about ideas massive don't talk about people gossip is such a bad thing talking negatively about someone's behind someone's back is weak um and yeah, man, like, that's, that's a big line. And I feel like um, I'm going to drop a quote from the book as well. And it says something similar, that big people talk about ideas. Average people talk about uh, things. And small people talk about other people. And um, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's a real, that's real. Um, and that's real, that's a real thing. I'm not going to go through all my notes. I'm just going to go through the distinctions. So number eight, millionaires. Embrace change, the middle class is threatened by change. So, for me, change is good. Negative change is good. Sometimes the negative change is even better. There's always a blessing in disguise. Nothing happens um, for nothing. You know, everything happens for a reason. And one door closes, one door opens. And it's like, that's 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 all it is, man. A lot of people are scared of change. They're scared. That's what I was saying the job for 20 years they hate because they're scared of jumping the ship, you know. But change is good. Like for me, I've worked in eight, nine schools, man. This is like, who can, you know what I mean? It's like, so for me, change is like changing. Even where I am now, it's like, I give thanks to where I was not you know what I mean? And just change is good. Everyone, whatever it is, positive or negative change, it's there to test you. The reality is, things are put in front of you to see how strong you are. Simple as that, right? And you can fold or you can go up. It just depends on your mindset and your perspective of what you look at the problem at. Like I said, number seven, millionaires take calculated risks. The middle class is afraid to take risks. And I'll drop another line from the book. The only way out the rat race is to take risks. And if you take the risks out of life, you take opportunity out of life. Um, How you can overcome fear is with knowledge, you know, for experience. And literally, the way you handle fear determines the results you get in life. That's a fact. I feel like we're going back to... um. Like the failing forward is like literally that's what it says in the book. It says that failure is there on purpose to see, like I said before, how a strong a person you are. You know what I mean? And there is no failure. That that's the concept of the whole my whole thing anyway about the book is that like, there is no failure. <laughs> There's just lessons and lessons on lessons and you just keep going, you know. Sometimes the let the, the loss is a lesson and a blessing in disguise that we don't see. Um, and taking risks, man, it's the, it's the biggest thing because, you know, you're confronting your fear head on and you're not worried about the result. You know what I mean? And who knows? That one bold, you know, not 100 and something percent might have took you somewhere else, you know? So definitely, man, everyone take your risk. Embrace the fear and push past uh, the fear. Um, but I don't want to go through all my notes in the book, but this, this part, like I said, this is my best chapter. I'm going to put it in. So... When anyone's taking risks, anyone that's scared, you gotta think: what's the best thing that can happen? What's the worst thing that can happen? And if you can live through the most likely thing to happen, right, then that will get you close to your goals. So that's a real big thing. I Love that. I love that chapter, man. I, I, that's one thing I live by, and I'm about to jump the shit, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you know, every time I do, every time I do it, yeah, I have done it last time in two. Like before I worked in schools. So basically, before I was in schools, I worked in Heathrow Airport in a job I hated, and I only had one month worth of expenses. So what I'd done in this time, I had a month off of not working, four weeks. I refused to sign on. This is one big decision that I'm glad that I made. So I spent a month off just getting into the, you know, signing to agencies, going and, you know, working on what I was doing or whatever, I had a month. But I just left. I have nothing planned, I I had nothing. But that mindset of like, okay, I've left my job and I've only got a month. Every day I was up, every day I was great. Every day there wasn't a day off because I was like, not like the time's running out, but I was like, I need to act now. And I was going hard because there was no job to fall back on. But, you know, be all hold, man. Like, in, in, within that month, obviously I found my first school and, you know, I working in schools from like 19, so... If I didn't just leave that job, I might have just waited till the time was right and waited and sat there and I might have not have done that. I might not have put my effort in because I was in that situation. So I just wanted to drop that um, experience that I'd done. Um, but again, man, like going back to like t- taking risks and fear, um, at the end of everyone's life, man, you're going to be more regretful over the things you didn't do, over the things you did do. Um, so definitely everyone go out there and do everything you're young, man. Think big, dream big and take big actions, that's what you gotta do. Um, do you know what I mean, and um, that's what it is. So, number six, millionaires keep learning and growing. The middle class, fix learning, ended with school. And this might even be my second rank, I believe that, I think I said it before, self-education, the best education, I've learned more in life, just learned more outside of school, because I'm teaching myself, and I am my teacher. So, yeah man, definitely reading books is, oh, this is book drop city man, I do this on my podcast, I feel like the, the best thing i ever done was pick up books man, I'll be honest with you man, like for me I just like reading information that I just don't know nothing about and um, even now I'm in the process of writing a book, I just feel it's just interesting man and it becomes a habit, it becomes an addiction right, definitely because you start going up there, you're reading stuff, you feel like you know, you got self aware about certain things, you're like wow la, like, this is sick and you keep reading, you keep reading. So, definitely, man, like, keep learning, keep growing, investing in yourself. And, you know, the main thing I would say about the books, and I've said this before, just to put it out there again, um, knowledge is only power if you apply the information in it. So, you can't say knowledge is power and reading books, read five books a day and all this stuff. It's all great, but if you can't sit there and apply the information in it, yes, you feed yourself conscious but it's kind of wasted time. You might spend how, how long reading a book and... You know, you haven't applied the information. doesn't make sense. Um, so number five, which is millionaires work for profits, the middle, middle class works for wages. So that's a simple cycle. Well, I'm going to just drop this one in, in moneynomics, which is basically a concept of, of, of how people can start. Everybody is literally you earn money, you spend less than you earn, you save a percentage, you invest a percentage, you repeat the process. Let me say that again in a short way you earn spend less than you earn save invest repeat the process and you can work in profits meaning that your expenses are paid and you've got money just coming in and that's where you got to be that's where you start and then you, you invest your, your profits which is extra money after expenses you don't pay your money when you should be paying your expenses you pay the extra um so that's a big one as well so number four uh millionaires believe that they must be generous the middle class believes it can't afford to give. And for me, I'm not saying that I want to go out there and start, you know, giving money. I don't know. I think, I mean, this different broads for me. I feel like giving money to the homeless is that really giving back. Um, you know, it's the, the voting to a charity you don't know nothing about is that giving back. For me, my way of giving back is what I'm doing now. Working with the youth, creating my own organisation and going and helping the, helping the future. That's my thing, giving back. So... Get generous with your time. You don't have to get some money. I dedicate my free time to help somebody, man. That's and even what I do in the school, I'm getting paid. But the stuff I go above and beyond, that's generous. That's you know, so definitely, man. Like you gotta always be generous, man. Never be stingy. Go always, always be up to help. And number three, millionaires have multiple sources of income. The middle class only has one or two. And again, we're going back to like the, the top of the podcast about, you know, scaling your business and all of that. Creating passive income, you know, and, and building teams um, and, and having leverage. These are the stuff that everyone needs to work on um, that can, you know, that can work while you work. That's why investing in the stock market and crypto and all of that, that's good because you put money in, it gives you money back and you can use that. And put it somewhere else, properties and mat is probably the best one because everyone has to pay rent. So if someone pays your rent that pays your expenses, then you don't have to work. Um and that's something that's gonna keep paying you every month. Um so that's the main thing, and, and um, you know, having multiple sources of income. Um so where are we now? We are millionaires. Yeah, number two. <clears throat> number two, millionaires focus on increasing their net worth, the middle class focuses on increasing their paycheck. So, again, this goes back to the same thing. It's like getting a well-paid job, right, isn't really the way to be successful or financially successful or independent. Literally, it's not. So, because the system is designed to you to make more, to pay more taxes. And inflation, you're never going to ever catch up with inflation, man. Every single year, rent goes up, travel goes up, taxes go up, insurance goes up, up and up and up and up and up and up. never gonna go down Um, and and the wages I want to put this out there as well like I remember watching this um, sorry reading this article and it was talking about house prices versus wages and going back from 2022 to like 20 years ago and 30 years ago and how much houses were now I believe going now you have to be rich or come from wealth to try and get a house now you're gonna be breaking your back it's super hard go look at the average income of somebody that wants to get a mortgage And then even going to university and thinking, okay, I'm going to get this job. But how many people thought that? So it's difficult, man. For a different day and age, man, entrepreneurship is the answer. You can make chunks of money in small periods of time. That's what drives me there. You know, it's not trying to get paid 12 months a year and then look at your taxes. And it's just just difficult. So my friend said there's an old line and it says rich people um, get paid first, poor people get paid last, rich people pay taxes after, Poor people pay taxes first, so really, you know, you got to really think focus on increasing your net worth, things that you own, assets over liabilities. I'm gonna say it again assets over liabilities, ownership, only things that can pay you a return, and not always required on active income that's made through time. Um, so definitely, I would say that making money work for you rather you working hard for money, and um, yeah, just turn your pig. Turn your, turn your money, go back to that thing about saving and investing, that you're getting every month and invest in assets that produce passive income, right? And the three main ways, real estate, stock market, and a business. Do one of the three. Um, number one, the last one, millionaires ask themselves empowering questions. The middle class ask themselves disempowering questions. And... Um, yeah, man, like this is probably a day-to-day basis of, where we, of people's mind. Not even like what they say. Sometimes people say it, but like, oh, it's Friday. Oh, yeah, it's Monday. Oh, yeah, it's the weekend. But you're going to do that your whole life. Oh, I'm going to live for the weekend, the Friday and that, Bro, like this, I don't care what day it is. Every day is a blessing. Every day is a day. We've got to be positive. It don't matter what day it is. It don't matter about nothing like that. Because that would just, all of this, it's all programming, man. All of this stuff, we don't even know why we follow it. We follow it because it's been going on for years. But I try and break the mold. It's the hardest thing I I fight with is the nine-to-five rut, nine-to-five mindset Or these people just thinking like, this just like, it's like the robots, bro. Literally, every week, oh, Friday, oh, it's Friday, oh, the weekend, the weekend. You know, Gary even says, it's sad. people live for Friday night. Monday morning is the worst. Um, do you know what I mean? And um, I'm... Every day is just a day. They just name the days, whatever they name it. It's what you do with it. And obviously, everyone's life is different. But for me, like, you know, it doesn't even matter. I mean, ask should power empowering questions. So I give two examples. A disempowering question is, Why am I always broke? <laughs> and it basically focuses on what I can't do. Why am I broke? What can that do? What can that question do for you? Nothing. Second one is an empowering question How can I live within my ruins right now? So it goes back to what you can do. So there's no point in saying, oh, why am I broke? Or why can't I find no one? Or why can I? Always put it back to you. Put your hand up and say, look, I'm responsible for my own life. What can I do? I ask myself a question that can get me going, right? Not putting me down. Sometimes you ask yourself questions in your mind that depresses you. You depress yourself with your mind. So I might do another podcast about your mind and how to think positive and how much of a discipline that is. That ain't easy, right? We all think negative. We all think positive. There's balances in life. But I can definitely tell you I haven't read this book, but this is the um, audio that I listen to in the gym. It's called Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude. I'll say it again. Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude. And literally, your thoughts become things. That's a fact. So if you want to think positive, if you want to believe in yourself, if you want to have high self-esteem and confidence, you got to say it to yourself every single day. you got to believe it like, like no one else. You're your own cheerleader. So if you're not going to believe it, if you say yourself you're going to do something, you're definitely going to do it. Be obsessed. Be average. Don't take no days off and don't take no one. They can't do nothing because you can do everything and anything. It just takes time. This is Jerome from Desire to Inspire Podcast and I'm out.